Call it like I don't speak. Oh! Welcome to the call like I don't see a podcast where we talk about movies, comics, games, sports, and the glow. I am GP. And co-hosting with me for this week, you're known for player to his end of the podcast. He's been on here before, people. Give it up for MC Paper Stacks is in the building. Hey, it's good to see you, GP. What is up? I'm guesting like I don't see it. <laughs> I'll tell you who I do see. Jennifer missed you. Oh, snap. You saw Jennifer, huh? I'm giving her a little winky wink. She's rolling her eyes. She knows what it is. (laughs) She went, well, stop it. Stop it. That's what she's doing. Love you, Jennifer. (laughs) All right. No, I'm I'm so glad you invited me back. Uh, Love you guys. Love the show. Missed you. And I think we got a lot of awesome stuff to talk about. I am looking forward to it. Oh, yes, indeedy. Yes, indeedy. How was your week, sir? It was good. It was good. A lot of stuff has happened since the last time we talked. Mm-hmm. So, um, as you guys know, I'm from the uh, Player Two has entered the podcast show, and we've been on a little bit of a hiatus because I got the new baby. Mm-hmm. AD can probably relate. Mm-hmm. And uh, Derek's a uh, full metal merc. He's got a lot of stuff moving in his life. My co-host with the co-most. Mm-hmm. So I do think we're going to come back to it. I'm not sure how soon, uh, but we're definitely still playing games currently. Mm-hmm. I actually got back into Marvel's Avengers, which, mm. not a game with the greatest uh, reputation, case yeah. in point, today they unlocked all of those cosmetics that were like behind you know, microtransactions mm-hmm. and all that, which I think is part of the reason why people didn't like it so much. So everything they added to the game, and I got the PS5 version, Spider-Man, Black Panther, all that. I mm-hmm. have access to that, all the costumes, everything. And I'm kind of enjoying myself, actually. Mm, you're actually liking yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, it's not the greatest game in the world. I came into it, you know, the bar is in hell. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but for what it is, like, I enjoy some of the nuanced differences in certain characters. I like flying around as Iron Man. I like smashing shit up as the Hulk. So mm-hmm. it's kicking around for pretty cheap. You can probably buy it from, like, Square Enix for, like, 15 bucks or so, okay. I would assume. You know so, what I mean? So you think the microtransactions is the biggest failure of that game let me break that down gp uh (laughs) specifically i think when your design hinges on encouraging people to spend money and Mm -hmm. to keep playing you make bad decisions as far as making a good game case in point there was a point where square enix actually uh increased the amount of or I should say decrease the amount of experience points you get for playing the game because people were quote-unquote leveling up too fast. Mm-hmm. And the faster they level up, the sooner they get to things, and then the sooner they stop playing. And they wanted it to be a live services game and to keep people there and wanting to give them money to buy the costumes that were just out of reach. Yeah. So the design hinges around being a little repetitive but also encouraging you to play longer than you probably want to just to get the thing that's locked away. 
that's bad game design. Right. It was it was dead on arrival. I think I'm really hoping at least maybe this might be wishful thinking that we're getting to a place now. You know, Ubisoft, Square Enix, Square Enix has lost their minds, so probably not. But uh, <laughs> EA, they're starting to see that these games as a live service isn't the you know treasure at the end of the rainbow they thought it was, mm-hmm. and they're focusing back on good multiplayer games and good single player content like the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order that's coming out. Yeah, so, yeah, so. that looks cool. I hope that's the trend. Uh, I just finished a game that came out in 2022 that I didn't hear about until somebody was raving about it online. Mm-hmm. It is a callback to retro RPGs, like JRPGs, like Final Fantasy VI, right? right? Now, have you ever played any like deep RPGs? I know Full Metal Merc does, but I don't know how you guys get get down with uh, that. Me personally, I don't play really that much that many RPGs. Okay. Real, real hard. No, not not real hard RPGs. Where you gotta, you know, attack, yeah. press, you know. Yeah, yeah, like the turn-based, right? The classic, the overhead, right. the stuff you would see in your old Final Fantasy, your Dragon Quest, your Fantasy Star, right? Right. Uh, I'm I'm definitely a big fan of that genre, and Final Fantasy is a is a fun series for me. Chained Echoes is made, I think, by an American team, or it may be a European team. But it's definitely homage to those type of games. Mm-hmm. There's even like plot lines and references lifted straight out of Final Fantasy, which was very fun for me. Yeah. The music was on par. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the thing that really helps this game stand out is the writing is is up to date. The writing mm. is fantastic. Probably one of the best RPG stories that I've experienced in a long time. Do they have any like cliffhangers and Yes. No, there are Plot twists twist. and turns, things that I didn't expect, things mm-hmm. that I really appreciated. The characters were smart. You know, they didn't figure things out after me, but about the same time. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, they didn't really, like, treat their audience like they didn't know what was going on. It, it, there's a lot of mature. It was surprisingly violent, even though it's mm-hmm. a 2D art game. You know what I mean? Because think, think of, like, a Stardew Valley as far as the graphics. Right. right. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of special effects, a lot of really good art, a lot of really good art direction. And the thing that really stood out is all the annoying things that fans of the genre remember, mm-hmm. how long turn-based tattle, uh, how long turn-based battles take, how you got to heal after every battle, and right. it's a slog to get through a dungeon. Uh, the random encounters, all that's removed. You heal okay. immediately after every battle. Uh, there's a really cool system that encourages you to use certain moves at certain times, like a flow system that makes every battle interesting and engaging. Right. And battles are at preset points on the map. So once you hit those, you don't have to do them again. You gain levels essentially by getting these shards that you get each time you defeat a boss. Mm-hmm. So there's like 50 bosses in the game. Mm. And each time you beat them, you get to pick either an ability or like a passive ability or a stat increase, and then you get regular stat increases as you go. Everything is just streamlined, and you would think it would almost not be fun to fans because you're doing extra stuff, mm-hmm. but honestly, like, it was just so well-paced that I was hooked to it from start to finish. It took me about, I think, 50, 55 hours to get through, and I did not feel it. I enjoyed every minute of it, okay. every minute. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, did those boss battles linger? too long or not? no no they were definitely tough but they the, they were varied there was different mechanics they forced me to play in different ways or try mm-hmm. different characters and the thing is you know how like a lot of well you may not know like, I, I don't know depending on how you play but this can stretch to other genres too sometimes when you have status effects like sleep or poison 
or status boosting things, you know, increasing your attack or defense. It doesn't make that much of a difference. Mm -hmm. In this game, it makes a huge difference. Okay. Yeah, because they had a, yeah, a lot of games that just added on for like cosmetic, but it won't yeah, really affect like, the player. Most of the enemies you fight are immune to poison anyway, so what the hell's the point? Right. Not the case in this game. Okay. They scale the difficulty, so if you don't use the tools in your arsenal, you're going to have a bad time. But if you do, you're going to feel like a master chess player. Mm. You're going to feel like you figured it out. Like, I felt so smart and empowered by the game just by design. You know mm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I, I can't recommend it enough. It, it cost me like 25 bucks, I think, to, to get the Nintendo Switch version. But I believe it's on all the systems. Okay. So, yeah, if you're looking for something to play to tide you over until the next game, I would highly recommend going and picking it up. Okay. And the, the name of it is? Chained Echoes. Chained Echoes. Okay. All right. Loved it. Okay. Uh, the only other thing, kind of big. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, for those who don't know, I've been married for the last 13 years. Mm -hmm. uh, beautiful wife. Love her to death. And the two of us kind of bandied about the idea of a different look on the relationship, opening things up, so to speak, mm -hmm. which can be a controversial topic. I know polyamory, ethic, ethical non-monogamy, that type of thing. To some, yeah. Yeah, my wife is into women. Obviously, I'm into women, so we kind of opened it up to see other women. We actually mm -hmm. had a girlfriend for a couple of months, and that mm. was really nice. Mm. And it's just where we're at in relationship. We trust each other. It's mm -hmm. it's brought us closer, you know, and we're having a great time with it. And I just never thought in a million years that I would be at this spot in my life, to be right. honest. Very what? happy. <laughs> I can tell. How, how how did that come about? Like, how did just the idea comes into the marriage of that? Sure, sure. We are really big on communication, right? Uh, even when it's uncomfortable. So, in the beginning of our marriage, if she saw somebody she thought was cute, or I did, and we had some thoughts, we would come home and we would hash it out and we would talk about it, right? And that kept us honest too, because I feel like the the number one thing that can get you in trouble. Mm -hmm. is keeping too much from your partner. You right. know, like you think somebody's cute. You're like, I don't want to tell my partner. It'll upset them. Right. Uh, you get a chance to sit next to that cute person if you want to for lunch. Mm -hmm. You go ahead and do it. I don't need to tell my partner about it. You get right. to know then you start to like, I don't need to tell him about it. Pretty soon you're cheating on him. Right. right. So Yeah. Yeah. So we just brought that stuff up immediately and we accepted that, you know, we're still going to have those feelings, but we're also going to understand that our relationship is worth more than that. Right. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. My wife has always liked uh, men and women. like, And I've known that since I married her. But mm -hmm. she grew up really religious. I did too, to be honest. Uh, and so we, you know, she never really explored that. And we just kind of let it go. And as we progressed through our marriage and kind of found our own way, you mm -hmm. know, as far as what works for us, morals and otherwise, um, you know, we would bring it up occasionally. And it just was never the right time either. Right. You know, we, we were focusing on raising our, or having kids, right. know, get, getting them brought up from babies, uh, jobs, different stuff like that. And it just came up last year. You mm -hmm. know, I was, you know, she had made a joke about it. Like, I'll give you a hall pass. Right. And I was like, word. <laughs> <laughs> really? Really? And I was like, cause I mean, I'll give you one. And, um, we decided to try it out. You know, we are at the apex of our trust, dude. Right. Like, I trust her so much. Mm -hmm. We've been through so much crap. And I really thought it was just the right time. We're solid. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it ended up paying off for us. Like, uh, there were some weird, there was some weirdness in going out on dates and coming back and talking about it at first. Like, oh man, this is, this is something. Right. Right. 
Mm-hmm. But a lot of the jealousy or the hurt you think you would feel, and and I'm not saying this is for everybody, but for us, it just didn't exist. Right. We were really happy for. I was happy to see her happy and being interested in somebody. She was happy in turn for me. Right. And we were still really close together. We're still partners. We're still going through this thing together. But just like we have other friends, now we have other friends that uh, mm-hmm. you know, do some <laughs> stuff with. Some, some <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, big thing for me. I know it's probably not impressing some people out there, but for me, it's it was a step for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very unique. Very unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got questions? I'm happy to answer them anytime. It okay. is, uh, it's new for me too, so I'm figuring it out. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. That's a lot of, a lot of catch up with MC Paperstacks. It is. I hope I'm not taking over the episode. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so that was all with your week, or you got something else? Uh, do I? I don't know, man. How was your week? <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, it was a really just a normal week. Uh, I finished Stray. Okay. Um, the little cat game. Oh, I know. Was, I, I've been listening to you talk about it. What yeah. do you think about it overall? I, you eventually oh, started fighting those robots, right? Yeah. Oh, overall, it was a no. Not not actually. Not the robots. Just this this fungus. This the thing's called Zerks. That's just a. It's some kind of humanoid organism. Okay, so there was an adversary, but it wasn't necessarily like corrupt robots. It was right. It was uh, the fungus. Some cases, some robots are there's some policings. It's like you know, like humans. It's like they they not like even though they're robots, they are acting like humans because the remaining humans, you know, made them you know work like everyday humans. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of weird. Them to do menial yeah. jobs. I got right, you. right, right. So some are criminals and some are working for the bad guy, but the ultimate threat is the things called the zerks mm. yeah but uh yeah it was a cool game very short it was very intriguing as far as the story and just just you playing a cat just yeah roaming it around a city yeah. and um i think I, I heard it was short and that's why i think i'm gonna wait until it's a little cheaper but i definitely i'm keen on playing it i'm glad to hear you had a good mm-hmm. time what would you like most about it uh most about it was the fact that you helping out different robots that's in the city like you helping out one guy collect uh music notes so he can learn more music okay Very, like cat quests yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah cat quests what you, yeah what you need robot i got your zeros and ones yeah, yeah i got you i got you let me climb up this building and get it for you that's right i'll scratch anything you need me to scratch yeah. buddy cat task yeah Cat task. <laughs> <laughs> yeah other than that, i played i started i i said i wasn't gonna do any remakes mm-hmm. but like the ultimate game became a remake resident evil 4 it got in resident evil 4 Whew. Started. What an Ouroboros, by the way. Think about this. Man. Resident Evil 4 shifted the way the Resident Evil was played. Mm-hmm. Then the remakes come out, modeled after the shift in gameplay started with Resident Evil 4. Right. And then Resident Evil 4 is remade with the gameplay Resident Evil 4 uh, basically revolutionized. Yes. <laughs> it's like Just, a big circle. Exactly, like the circle of, like, circle of it's games. Wild. It's wild. Right. Circle of yeah. games. Yeah. Man, and when you start, it's like, you know, some things are different, but it's sure. still that traditional, you know, Leon in that town full of crazy folks trying to yeah, get the I, I got um, a chance to play the Chainsaw demo, which yeah. allows you to get through the end of the first village segment, which is mm-hmm. very famous. Yeah. And uh, my favorite part of that demo has to be when he hits the line. You know what I'm talking about. 
when when the church bells goes off, oh. he goes, "Where's everybody going? <laughs> Bingo!" And I was like, "Yes, Bingo!" <laughs> Hit the line. <laughs> so it Bingo. seems like it's retained some of its camp. Uh, yeah. Would you say it's as campy as the original, or has some of the edges of the camp been kind of shaved down to lean into the horror a little bit as well? Some of it's been shaved down to lean into the horror. Like, okay, like you, it still had that, that same old, like you know, the the sound, the soundtrack. You know, with the eerie soundtrack happens where you. Like you, you, you looking Taking around. You think you killed all the villagers and stuff like yeah. that. And then you like, why is this sound still going around? And then you gotta look around. Then you hear somebody hur, 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 hur. <laughs> throwing <laughs> an axe out of nowhere. Exactly, throwing an axe out of nowhere. You be like, oh, dang, that's another one. So, yeah, it's still the same old thing. But also, it's a little bit modern with um, the like operator that Leon talks to. You can, Hunt again. Right. You can see her. Like you can actually see her, rather than you know, that little mouth moving on a on a little portable device. You can actually see her like, uh, like um, yeah, she's got a three D model. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, I got so. you. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I like Hanukkah. She's cool. Mm-hmm. I uh, I'm definitely gonna play it. I can almost guarantee for those who are cheap like me that this game will be at least as low as forty dollars by the end of the year, possibly mm-hmm. twenty or twenty five if you find the right sale. Oh yeah, especially around uh, Christmas. Yeah. Oh yeah, because Capcom love to discount those <laughs> Resident Evil games, buddy. Yep. So I am. I really want to play it. I really do, but Man. I'm going to hold off because I already have Breath of the Wild uh, yeah. pre-ordered, the sequel, mm-hmm. uh, for May. I'm gonna I'm gonna slum it with Marvel's Avengers this month. I think for a bit. So I, I'm occupied. Okay. <laughs> but I'm okay. looking forward to checking it out. Man, it's just that game is just. Uh, it's just. It's a classic game, man. It's still a classic game. It's good. It's man. good. It's good. And I don't mind an alternate take on it with still hitting some of the old familiar beats. I don't expect it to be as good as the original game because how mm-hmm. can it? That was like lightning in a bottle. Right. Uh, but being able to revisit it with a, with a new sheen and maybe some different type of content sprinkled in, I'm mm-hmm. for it. I like yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still got your merchants. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I could sit here and talk video games all day. <laughs> of course I could. I had a video game podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's time to get angry, oh, MC Paperstacks. <clears throat> Let all your frustrations out. <clears throat> Let's call it out. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Oh, oh. We gotta get some. We gotta get acoustics to get some trumpets. Right. Uh, call right. it out. Right. Boom, 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 get some boom. bass in there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I definitely have something I need to call out. And, okay. you know, it's on the subject of something you guys have brought up before, but it keeps happening and it's it's annoying me. So mm-hmm. I've got to speak about it. We got that new Turtles movie coming out. Right. I watched the trailer. I thought it was adorable. The guy that voices Donatello. I can't. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> it's that, awesome. That, that, yeah. I like that they're leaning into some of the original aspects from the comic book rather than the 80s uh, cartoon and toy adaptation. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then I didn't really even think about it because I was just watching it and enjoying it. But later on, of course, I heard that people were mad. And I was like, oh, yeah, because April O'Neil is black, right? Right. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like, a bunch of people who were children when the 80s cartoon came out, myself included, mm-hmm. uh, not, although I'm not in this group, but I'm one of the people that was a kid, they fell in love with the lore and revere it so much. And again, this is a joke comic book about 
uh, Daredevil, mm-hmm. uh, where they just made them turtles, and instead of the ha- the hand, it's the foot. Right. <laughs> it's right. it's not Shakespeare, people. Uh, so <laughs> pretty simple. <laughs> they, yeah, but they're so mad that April O'Neil isn't a white woman with red hair. Like that's that's the hill that they're dying on. Right. You know what I mean? Like we all of a sudden can't relate to her or something. It's like dying um, on a hill where you don't know how you got on the hill (laughs) exactly and the thing is you call yourself fans but then you would know that the original creators intended april to be either asian or of mixed race they said she could be white but they didn't really care Mm -hmm. so why do you care exactly you're self-reporting okay you're racist Mm -hmm. or you can't identify with anybody who isn't exactly you which means you're fucking basic Mm -hmm. you basic ass racist i'm calling (laughs) you out shut the fuck up about it Okay, there's been nothing but white people in every single damn show that I've been watching since I was born in the 80s. Mm-hmm. We're finally getting some diverse stories and some shit that maybe I might know, not know a whole lot about. You might not know a whole lot about. Right. And that's interesting. That's life, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Get over it. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's my call it out for the week. I just uh, I roll my eyes every time. Same same man babies on the Internet crying it's, about something. It's going to be always so. like the. <laughs> Always love mermaids, like apparently. Who knew? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. Motherfucker. They want to be out of the sea. about some mermaids. Get your ass out of here, man. If you don't go to the ball game. <laughs> oh, my God. What, what is pissing you off this week, GP? Oh, boy. Oh. Uh, it's not as serious as yours, but um, okay. You saw Thor Love and Thunder, right? I did. Awful movie. We know that. A few redeeming qualities, but I will agree with you on the overall sentiment. Yes, kind of awful. Right. You see, uh, see, I don't think you saw Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania yet. I have not. I'm being cheap because I know it's coming to uh, Disney Plus. Plus. And it's not Black Panther 2, which was excellent, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can watch it in theater or the movie. It doesn't matter. But it is better than Thor Love and Thunder. I must say so. Yeah. How could it not be? But yeah. Exactly. Now, tell me why Thor Love and Thunder made way more money than Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. That's my problem. That's a tough one. I know partially why, because of critics. Yeah. It's because of critics down bashing the movie, but they didn't down mash, really, Thor Love and Thunder. Thor Love and Thunder had critic reviews that actually liked that movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. But they didn't like this movie. And I don't get why. Is it a ploy? Mm. Is someone got a side hustle? Yeah. Or what? I'll tell you, GP. It's hard for me to opine not having seen the most recent Ant-Man movie, which I'm keen to see. True. But there's something to be said about the fact that I did go to the theater to see Love and Thunder. And mm -hmm. I didn't even think about going to the theater to see Quantum Mania, even though arguably Mm. it's more important in the timeline, right? Mm -hmm. And plus, Jonathan Majors. Right. Come on. Come on. That's the star of the show. That's the star of the movie right there. The new Denzel, in my opinion. He's crushing it right now. Right. Uh, But no, um, I'm wondering if it's just dissipating goodwill, right? Mm. Because to me, my goodwill with Marvel was pretty high going into Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. I, I love that instead of you know Led Zeppelin, this time they're kind of leaning into Guns N' Roses for the soundtrack. I love some of the comedic beats from the trailer. 
uh, I think Chris Hemsworth kind of nails it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we really liked Ragnarok, which was also directed by Taiko Watiti, right? Right. Hopefully I said his name right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so we go in there, and it's such a mess, and clearly nobody gave a fuck about the source material. Taiko was probably, like, drunk or coked out half the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I'm thinking, oh, not a guaranteed banger, even if they have a nice trailer. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it for me to go out here and, and risk uh, long COVID? Although it's not that bad nowadays. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll side with AD. I don't know if it's over, <laughs> but <laughs> it's definitely not as thick as it used to be, if that makes sense. MC. <laughs> she lost some weight that COVID. <laughs> AD was like, it's over. It's, it's over. over. I'm like, uh, uh, okay. Wait, a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm in between you guys. So, uh, okay. but no, um, I just, I don't need, and the thing is, the theater is expensive, and most of us right. got setups that can rival theaters. I can make perfectly movie theater accurate popcorn. I ordered mm-hmm. Flavacol off of Amazon. It's like fine ass <laughs> salt. I got the movie theater uh, oil. I, I, I got the little popper. I'm mm-hmm. good. I'm yeah. straight. I got right. surround sound. Ain't nobody talking during my movie unless it's me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I could pause it to go to the bathroom. Come on now. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I'm keen on seeing it. But the thing is, Disney's kind of spoiling us, too, man, because they just won't quit on they Disney are. Plus with these shows. They are. They are. Andor. Mando, yeah. which we're going to talk <sighs> about a little bit later. You know what I mean? Like, oh, so you finally see. Sorry. You finally saw Andor, right? Uh, I, I, I have. I watched the first episode. I know you okay. recommended it to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. I watched the first episode. I dug it. Stuff happened. Mm-hmm. I kind of mentioned it earlier. You know, I, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm very tired. <laughs> it's a good tired. Uh, right. So I'm going to get to it. Trust mm-hmm. me. In fact, I'm actually I have I've whetted my appetite a bit catching up on Mando this week mm. and realizing yes, these people out here who are canonizing fan fiction are doing a damn good job at it. Yeah. I think I got a little turned off by Obi Wan. I, I I believe you guys dug it, right? You guys liked Obi Wan, right? We we like Obi Wan uh, probably you like it less right half we liked it half we we liked okay. it okay certain episodes were good certain episodes was not yeah full mail Merc dug it too I there were some things I couldn't get past like the right. way that they decided to do um, Princess Leia's character I didn't like the direction they went right and. Obi-Wan was just being a little bit too unrealistic to me. Like, oh, they're going to kill me on sight. Let me pull my hood back and walk through the city streets. I just couldn't. (laughs) It was the whole, (laughs) let's create a story around them fighting again was the issue. Rather than just, you know, just having them fight more yeah yeah and with mando like it's it's um you know it's western which i love i love the genre dude comes to town problems arise dude fixes problems Mm -hmm. he he leaves yeah we're getting a little bit in the lore this season but i'm already in love like i'm endeared to the characters so you can take me there that's fine you know what i mean okay so uh yeah yeah to, to, to a long way around to answer your question, <laughs> maybe people are just okay to wait on Quantum Mania. It's not necessarily that they don't like it. It's just mm-hmm. that uh, they've been burned by Love and Thunder, and they're like, you know what? Yeah, yeah not, not worth it. Not worth yeah, it. That's true. Also, um, Multiverse of Madness was like, you know, kind of lackluster. Yeah, you know what's funny? Uh, they were giving us what we wanted a little bit with No Way Home and Multiverse of Madness and even Love and Thunder because it just leaned into the goofiness that people responded to with Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. And I think they gave us more. They lean they leaned too hard in one way. They leaned too hard in the fan service way 
Because I, you, you go back to rewatch Multiverse, and while it was awesome at the time, mm-hmm. it doesn't stand up like Marvel movies where they kind of put more heart into it. Like right. most recently, Black Panther Two or like Winter Soldier. Like there, uh, even even Shang Chi, which is more by the numbers, but it was just fresh, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find those to be a lot more rewatchable than some of these more recent fan servicey ones, and I'm realizing that no, I kind of want the the more thoughtful, serious, still funny at times, but like just more overall, we're trying to make a film here right. style Marvel, right? Yeah. Put the goofy shit on the TV shows. Like She-Hulk, I had a blast with She-Hulk and mm-hmm. it was so stupid. Right. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> um, but I'm thinking on the big screen, if I'm going to actually go out to the theater, which, you know, good luck, guys. Uh, but, <laughs> but I decide to, uh, maybe the drive-in or something, I, I don't know. I want something that's going to stick to the ribs. You know what I mean? Not just, right. not just be there to be goofy. So. Mm-hmm. True. That's True. me. That's just me. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, calling it out. Call it out. Calling out. Calling you out, Marvel. Calling Call you out, Marvel, Marvel fans. Yeah, but you know what? We understand now. We mm-hmm. get it. We get it. We get it. <laughs> uh, somebody, don't, somebody, I don't understand though. Why? These crazy ass stories you sent me. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Holy crap! Oh man, this yeah. Um, from <laughs> Daily Star UK, Lake Natron on Tanzania, Africa, is one of the continent's most serene and terrifying lakes. Why? Well, the lake alkaline water, which has the pH levels as high as 10.5, which can burn your skin and eyes. It's basically acid, yeah. Right. The levels come from the sodium carbonate and other minerals which flow into the lake from the surrounding hills. The same sodium carbonate is used in mummification. Mummification, that's right. Mummification. That's why they call it Lake Natron, because Natron is the the shortened name of sodium carbonite decahydrate mm. it is like you said it's a preservative it will mm-hmm. mummify for mm-hmm. sure yeah so when an animal dies in a lake calcium calcification yeah yeah, yeah for sure it and they yeah. did you did you actually look up the photos that uh nick brandt did on these of the, of with, those with the calcified remains yeah the, yeah yeah this looked completely that deformed was, yeah that was wild yeah it looked like some like post-apocalyptic wasteland stuff mm-hmm. he basically took some of these calcified or mummified animals like bats and birds and stuff that fell into the lake mm-hmm. because it's like a mirror surface they probably thought they were flying into the sky right or dead yeah. animals so he, <laughs> he poses them up and they they just look like they're made of stone like they're carved out of like dead tree wood or something it's right. wild yeah to know that those were real animals mm-hmm. yeah wow. that's that's what the calcium salts mm-hmm. does to the to the body tissue yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So don't go skinny dipping in this lake. No, <laughs> no, no. I mean, if you can get in and out in five seconds, oh, man. Uh, maybe you can do it for street cred. Because here's the thing about this lake, okay? First of all, we in a desert, right? Mm-hmm. This desert has what they call phantom rain. For those uninitiated, phantom rain is rainwater that evaporates before it hits the ground because it's yeah. so damn hot, mm-hmm. okay? And we're getting water coming from hot springs and a local volcano. So it can get all the way up to 140 degrees Fahrenheit. It's like 60 Celsius or something like that. At 140 degrees Fahrenheit, do you want to know how long it takes you to get third degree burns? A half a millisecond? (laughs) Six seconds. Ooh. That's why I said you need to take a five-second swim and hold your eyes closed because they will burn. Like like that movie, uh, Body Milk, Body Milk. Milk body, something name. Body milk. What's body milk. Body milk is about this. It's like there's a B movie about this scientist that 
um, uh, uh, test on this community where they use this something where it's like a like a, it makes you beautiful. I think a cream or something makes you beautiful or plastic oh. surgery okay. surgery or something like that. Yeah. And it it literally milks people body. That reminds me of one of the short stories on Cabinet of Curiosities on mm-hmm. Netflix. Yeah. Except for it actually worked out for that person's point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then again, uh, like it did because like. Yeah. Then again, yeah. it didn't. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 We know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, like this. The cool thing about this lake is it looks awesome. Right. Oh, yeah. Like the pictures. It's it's blood red. Right. And it gets its color, I believe, from one of the few things that can live in this lake. It's a it's a um, a bacteria mm-hmm. called. Let me see if I can remember. Oh, here it is. Uh, the there there are creatures that live in it, a microorganism called cyanobacteria. Mm-hmm. When it photosynthesizes in order to to feed, mm-hmm. that turns the water red, right. and it can actually be seen from space. Man. Wow! So it's like a like like a a blood sea. Now there is one creature aside from the bacteria because bacteria are hardcore. I'm talking about like like a an actual living, breathing, making noise creature, like a big creature that lives in this lake. Mm-hmm. Mm. Above all the others, there's this one creature that lives in this lake. Now, what kind of badass creature do you think this could be? <sighs> Gotta be like an armadillo or a bear. Something or a with honey some badger, type of right? armor. <laughs> something that's gonna be <laughs> like like something that's gonna literally try to kill yeah. you if you touch it. <laughs> like an elephant in full plate armor. Right. Bad attitude. Yeah. No. No. Southern or not even southern, I think they're they're less they're called lesser. Lesser, lesser. Flamingos. Mm. Flamingos. Flamingos, bro. Flamingos. Mm. You know those birds with skinny ass legs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically their legs, the skin on their legs is so tough, it mm-hmm. can withstand even like wading into the lake, right? Wow. And these flamingos are actually naturally white, but they get pink coloring specifically because guess what they eat? What? The cyanobacteria. Uh. Love it. It would kill most other organisms just from the inside out because right. of how toxic it is. Mm-hmm. Not these flamingos. Mm-mm. I was thinking it was like, you know, their skinny legs just like take six seconds a leg and then six seconds. <laughs> like they just hot foot it. Yeah, yeah. Like we got, we got to mate fast. Hurry, hurry. Yeah. <laughs> Hop on my back. Let's go. Right. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. It's it, they have tough skin and they, they thrive there. One of the few places in the world that flamingos do thrive specifically because any would be predators can't hang. Mm hmm. Hey, as well. I mean, the safest place to be is whatever's going to, you know, give uh, your enemy a bad day. If you, if you can somehow survive that, you're good to go. And True. the flamingos do it. So. I don't know how those flamingos, like, how do they, how do their body don't, you know, burn from the inside eating that type of bacteria? It's evolution, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's what it's taught us. Like, there, yeah. are, there are really harsh environments on Earth, but... If uh, an animal is bound and determined and uh, enough traits come through to be resilient towards whatever danger is in that environment, they mm-hmm. will find a way. That's true. Life, I mean, life finds life a way. Finds a way. Yeah. <laughs> and that has been your mini positive chakra in the mm-hmm. episode there. Yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> that was good. So I thought it'd be fun experiment to try to come up with different names. Because, okay, Lake Natron. Mm-hmm. All right. 
It's not, it's good enough. Yeah. It basically tells you what you're going to get if you're familiar with your, your chemistry, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like a lake, a deadly lake that turns things to stone, mm. that's full of acid, mm-hmm. hot-ass acid water, <laughs> got to be a better name. Got to be something that rings off the tongue. Yeah. GP, do you have any ideas? I'll get you started. I'm thinking Lake Medusa. Mm. I get that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Medusa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one right there. Yeah. I'm thinking uh, Lake Gargoyles. <laughs> Lake Gargoyle. <laughs> right? Because it's about to sundown on your ass if you go right. in there. Exactly. Uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking Chuck Norris's bathtub. Ooh. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Okay. That's a good one right there. Okay. Yeah. I had all day to prepare. Don't feel bad. This is this, this okay. uh, Chuck. I was thinking, who could swim in this lake? Chuck Norris, probably. Right. Um <laughs> I'm thinking Lake Mannequin. Lake Mannequin. I'm thinking I about like uh, the the classic comedy. Okay. Yeah. I got it. I got it. How about the Devil's Crack Sweat? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Is that that's, the one? That's the one. I that's only have one. one more, and I I thought of this while I was thinking about my call it out. What okay. if we call this lake Lake Comment Section of the Turtles trailer? because <laughs> they salty as fuck <laughs> boom roasted again basic ass racist what you thought I forgot about you I'm still mad <laughs> you thought I forgot I'll throw your ass actually you know what throw my body in that lake when I die <laughs> uh, fuck cremation fuck getting buried that's not baller enough throw me into the lake so I calcify and become a statue a, a statue that will last forever Ooh, okay dang. and put it in my front yard yeah. people need to know dang you, you have a generation of Put me in an awesome pose, okay? And then put me in the lake. <laughs> Your know, great, great, great grandkids be like, yeah, that's my great, 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 great grandfather right there. Oh, that statue? No, that's literally him. No, that's him, though. No. That's actually him. <laughs> yeah. Turned his ass to stone. Baller <laughs> he, as hell. He mummified himself in that lake over there in <laughs> Africa. <laughs> oh, man. So oh, dope. Man. So dope. So do you want to call it right then and there on I that? think we're going to need to call it on the Deadly Blood Red Rake late oh, for sure. Right. Well, okay. call it Moving on. Um, hey, MC, you ever would like to know what it's like to die? What in the mental health? <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I, you know, yes and no. Mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. That's that's Without well, actually doing it, you know. You know it, yeah, like, of course not. Like of course the experience, not. you know. Well, um, I don't know. It depends on how accurate. I mean, how accurate could it be? Mm-hmm. What are we talking about here? Well, now an artist has created it <laughs> and <laughs> exhibit that show folk what it's like to die. The death mm-hmm. of dying. Well, you know, the experience. Yeah, like a death simulator. Right. Artist Sean Gladwell calls it passing electrical storms mm. in which... Through simulation, you experience cardiac arrest to brain death. Okay. That's that's kind of kind of weird, man. Yeah, so uh, it's like a VR, right? Like right, virtual. On a helmet, they lay mm-hmm. you on a bed. Okay, like you in the hospital. Saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it's like a room, and you see like you're in a hospital. They're trying to revive you, and the bed has vibration tech, and I'm sure there's like other stimuli that they use, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was based off of one guy's experience. I don't. Was it a uh, a body of work? I thought it was just an individual. I think it's Ooh. a. I think it's multiple. It is research. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, because there are differing stories, right? Some people mm-hmm. see the tunnel of light, but this isn't a tunnel of light type no, of tale. No, no, oh, no. If I recall, oh, no. this, this is, is this is a actual it's sucked real into deal. the void of space, right? <laughs> this was like dark. Yeah, um, and, and and people were saying that they were, it was giving them anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's giving me Black Mirror, to be honest. I think this. <laughs> I, I was thinking that this is a whole Black Mirror episode. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Either that or you're paying $100 to look at a black screen and maybe get a little bit of a back massage. I don't know. Right. <laughs> right. Maybe it's the the best grift of all time. Exactly. Because, like, it's partially, like, you're literally laying down mm-hmm. and getting the, the monitor attached to your finger. Right? Oh, yep. Yep. And uh, probably the shittiest Avatar sequel we'll ever see. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's taking a dark turn, buddy. <laughs> they're, getting, they're getting hardcore in Avatar 3, man. Yeah. Anyway. Would you do it? Would you do it? I was going to ask you this. Oh, man. I would do it. I you would what? do it. Yeah, I would do it. Because, hmm. like, some experiences you must have to see it for yourself. Yeah. Even though, you know, some people, you know, you know some people can't really take virtual reality in general like they could be you know those videos where that person the, the older person has virtual reality on and they actually move their body and, and hit the tv or something like yeah, that like they'll jump into the tv yeah. right some people can't take virtual reality me i don't like it but i'll experience that just one time i can handle it when it's stationary like if you're laying on a slab and dying that's fine if you have right. to move around an environment that's where i'm like Ugh. right <laughs> <laughs> um I think I would do it too, but I would definitely take it with a grain of salt. How can right. you possibly know what what happens after you die? Exactly. You can't even trust your brain because neurons are literally firing and dying off. Right. But you I, could see anything in the world, and it might not be real. It might mm-hmm. be just your brain messing with you. You know right. what I mean? Hallucinating for for and who knows what happens after that? True. You know? Yeah. There have been think... people that come back from flatlining, but they all say different shit. You know? Right. I've heard yeah. it all. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think this guy just listened to multiple stories and tried to conduct Recreate everything he did and, and make it yeah. as one story. Yeah, I, I kind of like would like to see a series of this, but they do all of the different variations, mm. right? And then you can kind of judge for yourself which kind of felt most authentic, right? And you know, it's funny. Uh, recently, I saw this movie uh, on Netflix called White Noise. It's got Don Cheadle and uh, Kylo Ren. What's his name? Uh, um. Uh, why am I blanking on his name? Right. Uh, Guy that was in Girls. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, why am I forgetting his name? Well, I got to Google it. Yeah. Anyways, um, you know, there's there's some all-stars in there. Mm-hmm. Very weird movie based on a book. And it, it's kind of about the theme of death and being afraid of it or wrestling with death. Mm-hmm. And there's a person in the movie that is so afraid adam driver is adam driver adam driver Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a person in the movie that's so afraid of death it leads her to like risk her marriage Mm -hmm. in pursuit of like just not wanting to be afraid of death anymore like it terrifies her and so this i feel like a lot of people who are afraid of death it might actually act as a therapy Mm -hmm. if they truly believe in it or if they truly kind of connect with it it could be a way to calm some of their anxiety about dying i feel like it could be used as a form of therapy you know what i mean yeah that's true yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah white noise is weird as hell Uh, watch it if you like weird movies okay Uh, (laughs) this is the one with the family right 
Yeah, yeah, and it kind of looks like it might be an apocalypse movie or like right. an outbreak movie. And I don't want to ruin it, but mm-hmm. it's kind of split into three different stories, and that's just kind of one of them, even though all the characters are the same. I don't okay. want to say much more. It, it, it's, it's almost like a musical, the way that it's paced and mm-hmm. timed and how everybody talks. Okay. They just beat for beat, man. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a vibe. It okay. really is. So I, I'd recommend it if you're into weird movies like that. But Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think that. I mean, unless you got something else, man, you have to call it on death. I think we go ahead. I think guys. we have to call it on death. Yeah, have to call it on afterlife. Well, death is pretty rough, man. man. It's rough. It's, yeah. mm. Living is pretty rough already too. <laughs> Living yeah. is hard enough, man. Yeah. Death. What are you doing to me? Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when? Don't worry about. I don't want to know when. Don't worry about it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Nah, anyway, I'm good. I'm good. Anyway, yeah. we got to move on to quick bits. <laughs> 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 I forgot my about best, that. My yep. best 80. Real do real Oh, gosh. <laughs> Love you, AD. Oh, man. Dang, that was too funny. Okay. All right. Okay. What we got? What we got? Quick oh. Okay. Quick. Aristocrats. Aristocats. Aristocats is in the <laughs> works at Disney. Quest Love is set to direct the movie. Mm. Mm. Unique. Like yeah. He's overseeing the music too, which is yeah. arguably more important. Yeah. Yeah. Only song I remember in that movie is Everybody, Everybody Wants to Be a Cat Cat. Yeah, that's the only one you need to remember. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Quest Love, this will be the second movie he directed, actually. Mm, yeah, because the, the um, Summer of. Summer of Summer of Soul. I'm so glad Soul. you heard about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I haven't watched I, it yet. I felt though. like it was kind of overlooked. So, uh, for mm-hmm. those who don't know, Summer of Soul is a documentary about right. the Harlem Cultural Festival in 1969. Right? Mm-hmm. Highly rated by the critics that actually saw it. Like, it sounds like it's really good. I mm-hmm. haven't had a chance to see it yet, but when I heard about it and how people were receiving it, I was like, this needs more attention. Mm-hmm. So, and he won the Oscar too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you're curious, oh, it did actually win an Oscar. Okay, good. I don't watch yeah. the Oscars because you know politics. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> uh, unless somebody's slapping somebody, I'm watching the Oscars. So. Yeah, yeah. He won right after the slap. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, no wonder. Ain't yeah. nobody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like... <laughs> <laughs> Poor Questlove. Yeah, Come on, yeah, man. man. Yeah. No wonder. Yeah. All right. So yeah, definitely check that out if you get the chance. Get a feel for his directing, which sounds like it's pretty good. I'm excited for it. I think it'll be neat. Yeah, and it's another, you know, live action, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm not such a big fan of those, but when it's as old as Aristocats Mm -hmm. and, you know, in need of a bit of a makeover in regards to the fact that Aristocats was one of the movies pulled off at Disney Plus specifically because of racism, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, let's go for it. Yeah, nice little change up. Um, Next quick bit. Liv Tyler is returning as Betty Ross for Captain America New World Order. Yes. Hmm. I'm trying to figure out why. why? <laughs> Captain America New World Order is giving me unofficial Hulk 2. Yeah, right? so Mark Ruffalo is in this too? Uh, I don't know if he is, right? But yeah. check this out. We got Betty Ross, right? Liv Tyler. Same mm-hmm. person that played Betty Ross in the original Hulk back when it was owned by Universal and leased out you know, right. Marvel, right? Mm-hmm. And then... We've already had General uh, Thunderbolt Ross. Like, he's been played by William Hurt since that movie and then throughout other Marvel movies, right? Right. 
Now, he passed away, unfortunately, so we got Harrison Ford taking his place. Right. I would be surprised if we didn't see Red Hulk in this. And okay. and she Red Hulk is a, I think she becomes I don't know if they're a gonna Red go Hulk that too. Far. Yeah. She does. She does. I don't in the know if they're go that far in this yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. No, we'll no, see. you're right. You're right. You're right. Um and then the the leader, which is also a guy that was in the, I mean Emil Blonsky was in Shang-Chi and uh She-Hulk and mm-hmm. he was the abomination from the original movie. So they're bringing back all these people and all of them pretty much are in this movie. Right, right. You might as well bring um, it back all the Hulks. She Hulks should come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, Hulks should be back. Yeah, it's more yeah, unofficial. Uh, I mean, I think Captain America is obviously going to be in a lot of a lot too. This mm-hmm. will be his first movie since he became Captain America in uh, you know uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Right. Uh, the one mistake they made, in my opinion, mm-hmm. William Hurt. They gave it to Harrison Ford. Perfect opportunity to make Liv Tyler's dad Steven Tyler. Huh? <laughs> Steven Tyler as Thunderbolt Ross? Yeah. Pull back, Blonsky! Yeah! Oh, he's too strong, baby! Yeah, 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 yeah! It would have been perfect! Baby, you can't date the Hulk, baby! Put in my music video! Woo, 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 woo! Jenny got a good. It would be... I know. Uh, what you're thinking right now is my Steven Tyler impression is perfect. You're right. It is. Also, uh, I'm thinking about him with a mustache. Because General right? Ross got to have a mustache. And that would be Keep weird. Scarf, <laughs> yeah. Hot town, living in the city. city. <laughs> Hulk, destroying all the city. <laughs> Driving in oh the koozie. <laughs> oh, Captain man. America, do what I tell you. <laughs> oh, Better off, don't go near him. Oh my god. Okay, okay. But all right. I think she's in the movie specifically to be like a um, a gamma radiation expert. Because we have yeah. the leader who has gamma poisoning. I think she's going to be somebody they consult for info. I don't know if she's right. going to have a big role, but I think that's why she's being brought back. And also because she's, you know, the daughter of Jennifer Ross. So, Well, yeah, I was going to say, like, there could be some drama there, too. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be never, some. I never thought, uh, honestly, that Thunderbolt Ross would be in it as much as he was after yeah. the first Hulk. You know, yeah. so they got plans. They really do. Yeah. I, also because they say he's the president of the United States now. So He's going to oh. become the president. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be weird. It's going to be interesting. It's going to yeah. be interesting. Speaking of other Marvel stuff. Though. Mm-hmm. Secret Evasion. Quick bits. <laughs> Will reportedly premiere on June 21st on Disney+. Plus. Here for it. Mm-hmm. Me too. Secret Invasion. Here mm-hmm. for it. You know who I didn't see confirmed in the cast list, though? Who? Uh, what's her face from uh, WandaVision? Um, um, the girl that was in Chi-Town. What's, what's her name? Um... Uh, um, What's that actress's name? See, we're we're bad about um, this today. People. Two broke, two broke girls. No, 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 no. Not Cat Dennings. Okay, uh, the woman who got the photon powers. Oh, you talking about? Um, okay, um, Monica is her Rambo. name. Rambo. Yeah, Monica Rambo is the character, the daughter name. of um, Carol Danvers' uh, best friend, friend. Mm-hmm. right? And. So she got her powers in WandaVision, and then she got contacted by Nick Fury while he was on a, a ship, and, and like that, he was going to be. I, th- I think a scrawl is actually who connected, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, yeah. Nick Fury wants you. I was hoping she'd be in it, because one, she's fine as hell. But two, okay. I really yeah. liked her character. Like, I oh, really yeah. enjoyed watching her in WandaVision. I thought she 
was very well cast. Right. Uh, great character development. Uh, like, uh, got real, like, hero, main character energy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? She's yeah. got protagonist energy. Oh, yeah. And I want to root for her. So I was really hoping she would be in it. Uh, maybe she's not announced yet. We'll if she's in it. this, she's probably going to be, like, an episode. But if she's not, I know she's definitely in that new The Marvels. Yeah. Film coming out true, this year, true, so true, yeah, true. you you gonna see her sooner or later. Don't worry, sir. Yeah, she gonna come back. I know. Just you know, I, I, I want to see her now. I want to see her now. She's beautiful. <laughs> She's beautiful. so fine. Oh my god. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> hey, you know, you know, uh, we open right now, girl. You know, you can come on back. You <laughs> if you a fan of the show, uh, and you like what you hear him. There's more. There's more. <laughs> The corn in Indiana, there's me. <laughs> so come on down. <laughs> Why well, did that? You don't. If you no. like what you're hearing, oh, 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 oh you come know. on down. Come on down. <laughs> come on, see some time, baby. <laughs> uh, all right, next Woo. quick bit. Ryan Coogler is developing mm. a new X Files series with a diverse cast. Yes. 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 I'm down for that. I'm so down for this. Yes. Love X Files. Yes, very Love unique. That, you know. Very unique for him to do yes. this. Yeah, I wasn't expecting yeah. this. This came out of left field, all the way left. I'm just happy that Ryan Coogler is getting work because he deserves right. it. Right. Um, yeah. His movies are awesome. Love Creed. Love Creed Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love Black Panther. Obviously, Black Panther mm-hmm. Two, especially even even under the confines of Disney and Marvel, being like, you gotta. You gotta capitalize this up a bit. You gotta, right. you gotta, you gotta put some more colonialism in this, please. Mm-hmm. Pro colonialism, could... please. And he's like, ah, okay, fine. Even doing that, it's still, he makes great movies. Right. So I'm wondering, like, how much creative control he'll have. I'm hoping a lot. It's gonna, considering he's adopting a really old show. I'd love to see his take on the X Files. Yeah, he should. And Plus, how um... many people are pissed that Mulder's black or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, cry me a river. Yeah. All over uh, again. But no, I'm, I'm excited. I'm super yeah. excited. Plus, you could tell a you could tell a a lot of new stories with a diverse cast than you can do with the other. Again, yeah, I don't understand why people are so against diversity. It makes us stronger. People mm-hmm. get with it. Or get come on, come, come on. on. You know what? Fuck diversity. I hope everybody's black. I just want to piss <laughs> all white people off. Fuck you. If you if you don't like this, go watch the old X Files. Go pay seven eighty seven ninety nine a month on Hulu, and shut the fuck up. <laughs> Who was roasted a third time? What you thought I was done? I done. <laughs> he going throughout the whole episode, so you better get ready. Woo! Quick bits. Um, quick roast. Next quick bit. Last one. Sorry. Uh, Clayface will reportedly make his big screen debut in the Batman Part Two. Yeah, boy. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm cool. I'm. I don't know. I feel like this has really uh, exciting storytelling potential. It, it, it because does. Clayface is, I mean, it's, secret, it's giving me secret invasion. You don't yeah. know who Clayface is. Yeah. Plus, okay, check this out. What if, I hope this is true, I don't know if it's true. Mm-hmm. The original Batman, kind of a little scarier, right? Like serial killer vibes, right? Yeah. Crazy Paul Dano. Mm-hmm. A little cartoonish in the end, but overall I liked it. Right. What if we lean more into the scary horror aspect and Clayface is just like this crazed killer that you don't know who he is. And mm-hmm. so like there's a lot of really scary scenarios that are set up by yeah. him suddenly changing and being like, oh no, he's right behind me. Right? right. Like what if it what if it's like a stalking style movie? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't 
you're more of a big comic buff than I. Right. With I'm, your knowledge of Clayface, what do you think they, they could do? What my do? my knowledge of Clayface is I don't think he works. I'm the the power, the the, the freakish mutant Clayface. So mm-hmm. the Batman Adventures where uh, he was an actor and uh, he was he owed a mob money and they doused all these this um makeup chemicals down his throat and he became yeah. you know clayface, clayface. Yeah. that's what i'm thinking about i don't know so how like they're actor, gonna maybe yeah yeah i don't know how yeah. they're gonna interpret because matt reeves said that his gonna his batman is real world setting so i don't think they're gonna use clayface's powers per se i think they're gonna use a guy that's just can 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 be anyone by yeah dude, maybe you know makeup he they'll cross the line, they'll straddle it a little bit and maybe his face is kind of doughy because of his, of his injuries. Right. And then he can kind of probably in a morbid and maybe even painful way, move his face around and mm-hmm. prepare it to look like somebody else, but not like instantaneously change. Right. Right. Um, I'm still, I'm hanging on to this dark aspect because he's also been on record saying that he loves, uh, going for dark themes for DC specifically like justice league, dark, super pumped about Constantine and bringing him back. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to see kind of like the scarier, like, um, gods and demons side of DC. And I'm kind of right. here for it. I'm interested in that type right. of war. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it's got, it. Also, it's going to be kind of confusing because I don't know. James Gunn is doing it. It's going to be two different Batmans. Right. Yeah. So we'll see how right. it goes. Yeah. You know, I, I've said this before about DC and maybe they're leaning into it. Maybe they're not. I hope they are. I don't want them to be a cinematic universe. I want them to take and make isolated, interesting stories from mm-hmm. their source material. Because mm-hmm. I think they do better. Think about some of your favorite DC films in recent history. Just name them off the top of your head. Uh, Batman. Yeah, The Batman, which is, by, mm-hmm. right now it's self-contained. Joker. Joker. Self-contained, mm-hmm. right? Um Wonder Woman, we're going to pretend there wasn't a sequel. The it first was, one. It was yeah. set for the DCEU, but by itself, it's good, right? Right, yeah. Um, this Flash movie might be one of those two. Okay, okay, uh-huh. okay. But yeah, my point is, is like, if they kind of go all into exploring these stories self-contained and kind of put more effort into that than trying to plan ahead, which is clearly not their ministry, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I think that they're going to be better off because that's that's the part of DC that I really enjoy. I think I think with the themes that he's setting off, like the first the first chapter is guys and monsters. So I, I he can do both actually. I think he's gonna do the thing where he take the 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 characters that he said that's in this first chapter is gonna be in different time periods. So he's gonna play the long game, but his his eventual ending point is going to be right. a cinematic universe, but take longer to connect. Which yeah. you know what is mm-hmm. probably the smart way. They just, they got too ahead of themselves. They wanted to catch yeah. up to Marvel, but they were already 10 years you, behind. You, you can't, can't do that. You can't, can't do, do that. that. No, no, no. So, yeah, I no. hope they learned their lesson. Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad, loved it. You know what I mean? Like, right. So there's, there's, there's good stuff, the, the, the remake, of course. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what happens with this for sure. When I read that, I was super excited. I like Clayface as a concept for sure. Yeah, me too. Just the, just the character. I, 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 we don't, I don't know which character, what type of character is Clayface is. You know, it'll be his first time represented on the big screen, as far right. as I know. I mean, yeah. unless you're talking about like animated movies, but like right. as far as yeah, live action Batman, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long overdue. 
Long anyway. overdue. And that was quick bits. <laughs> Pretty soon it's just gonna devolve into. <laughs> <laughs> All right, people. Um, we seen the Mandalorian episode five, the yeah. pirate, the pirate yar. Yar. Yeah. You want to hear my? You want to hear my favorite pirate joke? Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Uh, what is a pirate's favorite letter? There it is. Nay, is the C. <laughs> it hinges on you saying, yar, yar. Nay, tis the C. All right, all right. Remember yeah. that. Pirates. Okay. Love it. So basically, yeah, uh, the planet of Navarro, right? That's yep. uh, Navarro. Yep. Navarro gets attacked from Goran Shard and his pirates, in which Grief Cargar needs help from the New Republic, which don't help at all. So, the Mandalorian step in and mm. help out. What do you think of this episode? I liked it. Mm -hmm. I liked it a lot. That was very action packed. It actually kind of felt like a season finale to me, a little bit. A little bit. And I was yeah. like, which episode are we on? It reminds <laughs> me of the season finale of uh, <laughs> of Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That's fair. That's, mm -hmm. That is a fair description and uh, low key criticism. I yeah. see you. I see you. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I said that because because of, of AD, AD, AD. Haven't <laughs> haven't seen the last episode of Book yeah. of Boba Fett. It's worth yeah. it. It was fun. Yeah, um, it was fun. Yeah. 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 Gorian Shard, his design. So he's oh. the, the pirate captain. <laughs> right. He looks like if somebody tried to make old Greg a Muppet. Come <laughs> on, Greg. I want to take over your town. You hurt my friends. You hurt them real bad. Do you like me? Do you love me? Do you think you can learn to love me? <laughs> and so, yeah, they shot Vane and his pirates or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Gorian Shard's all sad about it. Like, yeah. shut up. Um, I was about to say. Interesting. Like, I don't want to overlook this. Yeah. Grief Karga, uh, uh -huh. which, by the way, Carl Weathers directed that episode, I think. Yeah, he? The, he, he directed this, yeah. I think this one in the last episode. So That's he cool. did some good episodes, yeah. I like that, I like that. Yeah. So yeah, Grief Karga, Carl Weathers' character, he contacts Carson Teva, which is that um, Asian pilot that right. uh, Mando ran into on the spider planet that let him mm -hmm. go. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, he's a good dude. He's like he's like one of those like by the rules cops that doesn't know that he's in like a broken fascist system. <laughs> yeah, but uh -huh. he he always so lets you know something going down. Yeah. yeah. Somebody like, go Sir, do something. We should do it because it's the right thing. Right. <laughs> you stupid baby. Yeah. You know nobody uh, gonna do yeah, that. So, <laughs> yeah. He goes to talk to uh, the Republic and they're like, um, I'm the ladies' man. I don't give a shit about that. Right. Uh, and then. <laughs> Old old girl with the short hair, you know she fucking around. Yeah. Talking yeah. about don't go help nobody. I was worried that when he came up on the ship that uh, she was going to be around the corner waiting on him. Yeah. I was like, uh, uh, Carson Teva, you're putting yourself way too out there. You're about to get fired. and I, Like from life. Right. Okay. About to throw you in Lake Natron. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, The my favorite part about the episode definitely had to be just the whole rallying the mandalorians together to overcome like their past griefs with grief uh, -huh. mm -hmm. right. uh and fight for that town and fight for like an actual home where they don't have to like hide yeah. away you know like, like uh, <laughs> sitting in them caves and... sitting in caves yeah or sitting yeah. in sewers or whatever smelling right. all the time they get yeah. to be out in the sun that's yeah. nice the kids step out they get taken by a dragon and stuff like that oh, you can't <laughs> live like that which i'm saying though the dude came like uh teva came and they're like do you realize that now we have to leave and i'm like are you shitty about that sir don't right. you get picked off by bird exactly. when they got his son with the bird he was like ah oh, well you know every time they get it we never get to him <laughs> i'm like how many times does this happen 
Right. I'm sorry. What yeah. has to happen to you in order to move? Listen, there was a shooting across town. And I'm like, do we need to live in this city? Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna start second guessing yourself? Yeah, man. <laughs> like, a kid got taken again. We gonna have to go. <laughs> we need to revisit this. Yeah. But um, uh, the other uh, major thing that happened. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm about to say, just say, um, Goran Shard <laughs> to me looks like um, Swamp Thing's uncle that's always asking for money. Yeah, he yeah. looks like great value Swamp Thing for yeah. sure. They call yeah. him Uncle Lettuce. <laughs> uncle Lettuce. Lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to smoke you, Goran. Swamp Thing. Come on, I man. I don't mean shoot you. <laughs> you the devil's lettuce. No, no, no. Wait, wait. Oh, no. You can't do that. Oh, me, matey. No. <laughs> Come on, me, matey. <laughs> Take me, take me. <laughs> okay, um, okay. I have some. I have a few problems with okay, this episode. Okay. Um, one, I just don't get the 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 helmet doesn't really matter now. Then it matters, and then it doesn't matter again. Yeah, from the people that thinks it matters. Like, what's what's going on? Yeah, I'm I'm having trouble getting a read on the armorer, and it's not just because she's always wearing a helmet, right? But she seemed so like, I mean, they have an excuse. We're going to discuss it in a second, but she seems so slavishly devoted to their orthodoxy mm-hmm. that she was going to send Din Djarin, our our beloved Mandalorian title right. character, mm-hmm. to. Almost either certain death or at the very, the most benign, just a fool's errand, knowing that there's no way he could do it. Mm-hmm. Like, to get back in the order, he had to go bathe in the waters of Lake Minnetonka or whatever. Apollonia will tell you that's not Lake Minnetonka. Right. Uh, but <laughs> And he actually finds a way to do it, so, so she lets him back in. But that's how far she's willing to go, is to get rid of their best warrior because he took his helmet off once, right? Right. Uh, but then all of a sudden... A Bo Katan goes, I think I saw a mythosaur <laughs> in the Maybe? water. And she's like, Word, well, that uh, that's proof enough to me that everything I know is a lie. Take your helmet, helmet off. <laughs> take your <laughs> helmet off. <laughs> so she doesn't make everybody take their helmet off, but she lets Bo Katan take her helmet off because right. Bo Katan has proven twice now that she's an amazing leader mm-hmm. through uh, the coup with Gorian Shard and also saving that one dude's kid. Right. And she's saying that you can unite all of us, the factions that are less orthodox. You can basically unite the Catholics and the Baptists, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> but you get all these factions <laughs> of Mandos together, you yeah. know, whether they they uh, they think it's a holy trinity or not, and you know, we'll we'll be stronger, we'll be united, right? Right. And I'm with you. I didn't let it like trip me up too much because I'm like, whatever, fuck it, I'm here for the fun, but. You expect more from Mando. The writing mm-hmm. is usually tight. And the turnaround on the armorer specifically being right. a spiritual leader and being so orthodox in the past, it just felt weird to me. Right. Because yeah. she was like, uh, like like you said, Din Djarin was doing all this stuff mm-hmm. to prove that he could be a Mandalorian again. And like she just said, oh, you, you saw it. Huh? Like She didn't even believe her when she said she saw it. So, what makes her believe her now to the point to where you, you could take off your take off your helmet? I think what they want you to think is because she was so brave and valorous during her time with them that it 
made them reconsider what's important and what a leader is. But I feel like Din Djarin has already done that several times over. Mm-hmm. But I think the idea is that the change of heart comes through their interaction with Bo-Katan and how capable Bo-Katan is. Right. I think that they could have been more effective in displaying that. But again, it's a TV show. and Maybe they didn't want to do nine episodes. So mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I think it would have been worth it. I agree with you. There needs to be a little bit more that helps turn them around. I don't think it's a bad idea to turn them around, but you got to right. do more. You built this yeah. thing up. Yeah. This is clearly not a decision you had in mind in season one. Right. It's like you, you set this, you set these rules in place mm-hmm. for all these seasons. And then it's like, but I do want to see how all yeah. these actual Mandalorians look like under People that. People have died. People right. have died for the way. Right. They've, exactly. They've been died for the way. So to, yeah. to, to so flippantly cast it aside. Yeah. It was jarring. I agree yeah. with you completely. Now, these, these are the ways. Is these other ways now, or is just this the way? Uh, I think it just. I think it's just one of them phrases you can apply to anything. It's right. like woke now. It doesn't even mean anything. <laughs> this is the way. Sure, man. I'll I'll have extra mayo. This is the way. <laughs> okay, that's the way. All right, we going over here. This is the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, I get it. I get it. Let's go. <laughs> they changed MapQuest name to This Is the Way. Right. Um. But no, like. It, that aside, I still really enjoyed the episode. Mm-hmm. I liked, like, like I'm glad that you brought that up because that's the last major thing that happened. Bo-Katan, mm-hmm. I feel like, being put in the position to unite the Mandalorians and them being, the orthodoxy being on board with it. And, of course, the little stinger at the end where mm-hmm. when Teva found Moff Gideon's prison transport and it was clear that Moff escaped, mm-hmm. he discovered that fragment of Beskar, which is what Mandalorians use for their armor. Right. And the implication is, did the Mandalorians help break Gideon out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I don't know how you can immediately come to that conclusion when we saw people tied to the Empire literally paying Mandalorians in Beskar. So we know that they don't have all the Beskar. Mm-hmm. Also, right? um, I kind of think that it, it's... Um, I don't know why I think this, but I think it's Bo-Katan's crew. I haven't seen them none this season. That's, That's the only true. reason they why I They went a little bit rogue because she didn't yeah. have the sword. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which so. she should. She handles that way better than Jin does. Way better. Or Din, excuse me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, she's she gonna be a lip yep, she can lift it all right. Right, yeah. She's got that glow or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More to that later. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, what do you give the Mandalorian episode five? Um out out of five, as is my rating usually, mm-hmm. I'll do four, four point five maybe even. Okay. I loved it. I'm loving the season so far. Okay. I'll do really? seven and a half. Seven and a half. That's fair. That's, yeah. that's about the same. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. All right. MC. I'm feeling a call of reminisce. Yeah. You know, over, over bear, a very gorgeous classic. Yeah. Yeah. The Last Dragon. Let's go yes. back to 1985. 1985. To The Last Dragon, people. Yeah. You are the dragon. <laughs> yes. Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> you possess the power of the glow. Man. We gotta so, talk about that glow. Whoo! Mm. Well, you got that glow. glow. It's the glow. The glow. That's right. Yes. It's not glow. The wrestling series on Netflix. It's the glow. <laughs> please, please believe. You need yeah. to know. You need to know when you got the glow. When you got the glow, you got the glow. You got the glow. You need the glow. You need to go to bow. Now, Barry Gordy, president of Motown. We're gonna have a good soundtrack. Right. We'll get to that. But mm-hmm. oh my god, I'm in love with this movie. When you had Man. recommended reminiscing about it, I was like, yes, yes. 
I have seen this movie more times than I can count. Me too. And I went ahead and watched it again this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took a gummy with my wife and my partner, and we <laughs> yeah. sat down, and we watched it, and mm-hmm. had a great time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this movie, I don't know if it holds up because of nostalgia. I try to look at it outside of my rose-tinted glasses, but I can't. It no. is a modern black exploitation classic with it Asian is. exploitation sprinkled in, and mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. It is so competent and yet so incompetent at the same time. Right. It's the perfect blend of dumb and awesome. Exactly. <laughs> this movie is lightning in a bottle. It's point break. It's, yeah. Uh, it's Resident Evil 4. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. It's a cult classic. It's so good. Very cult classic, man. Jeez, yeah. man. Just a, just a thought of... of that 80s music video music yes. and weird music and and kung fu mixed together it's just yeah. like you said. rhythm of the night like yeah famous from this film yeah. they launched it you know what i mean yeah that, that was great that was that song catapult on its own and not, not really yeah. because of this movie and this movie is still great you know what i'm saying so yeah. man no that's what i'm saying like they they literally like pushed that out in 1985 like look we're legit, okay? Mm-hmm. we got access to the good songs. And that really added legitimacy to one of the characters, but maybe we should get into it. For oh, folks yeah. who haven't seen The Last Dragon, mm-hmm. what's it about? What are we saying right now? Does oh, any man. of this make sense? Yeah, I man, I hope it does. I hope you saw The Last Dragon. And if not, you should see it. <laughs> you should see it, because we're about to spoil the shit out of it. Oh, yes, we, we are. We are. <laughs> Although, could you really spoil it? It's an experience, mm. right? Um, yeah, Even yeah, if you know the plot. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're going to miss a couple of things. But overall, like, you can't... There's magic that cannot be subtracted from this movie. Right. This is is one of those... This is one of those battles where... You you know how... You know when... It's kind of similar to when... Goku fought Frieza on Planet Namek. And he became a Super Saiyan. I'll take your word for it. (laughs) It reminds me of the plot of Return of the Dragon a little bit, which is... Right. Uh, of course it does, though. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, because Bruce Lee is such a heavy inspiration on this film. Right. Um, what, I, what I like about the film is you basically have a story about a young autistic man on the spectrum who's mm-hmm. really obsessed with kung fu culture, but right. can't tell the difference between the Japanese and Chinese aspects. Right. So he calls everybody in his family... You know, like Mama San, Mama Dada San, Richie San. I'm yeah. like, that's not. There's somebody needs to be a Chan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and, and but he does kung fu, which is Chinese, right? And right. so, for all of y'all that don't really care who's doing what, like, and back in the '80s, a lot of us just didn't know. We were ignorant. But like, yeah. that's what this movie is. Mm-hmm. It is a love for something without really knowing all about it, and it's perfect. Right. So everybody says he's weird too. Leroy yeah. Green, the Leroy. main character. Yeah. He wears a Chinese hat. He mm-hmm. eats popcorn with chopsticks. He does kung fu. <laughs> and his whole like his little brother's he, like, you're weird as hell. You, you, <laughs> you don't know when a girl likes you or not. You don't know if you like a girl, like a girl or not. So Walking like, around New York looking like a cosplayer. Nobody looks right. twice because yeah. that's New York. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and apparently... He's the only man who stands between a local rival kung fu master and total supremacy. Yes. <laughs> now, who's the master? Show sure enough. Am I the prettiest? <laughs> Baddest low down mofo around this town. Show sure enough. <laughs> 
the Shogun of Harlem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Sh- Sh- <laughs> Shonuff is wearing like a, like football pads, and he's right. looking like half Japanese, half uh, Devo band member. And right. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's true. He looks like he is a Devo black. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's got them Kanye West shades, like the the <laughs> the, the, the power, power. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and he's got his own crew of lackeys who yeah. like. This okay. He gets introduced in a movie theater scene. So all right. we know at this point is Leroy Green, aka as he's known in the streets, Bruce mm-hmm. Leroy, yeah, is pursuing being a master of kung fu. He's looking for the final level. Right. He's reached the last dragon, but now right. he has to go on a quest to find somebody to help him get there, find the master. Right. Right. We cut to everybody watching a film. We're watching uh, Enter the Dragon, <laughs> arguably one of Bruce Lee's best films. Yes. Indeed. Hollering at the screen. I got to tell you something. This is the most woke, diverse film. Like, if it got made now, conservatives would be so right. mad at it. Yeah, it would. You got everybody. There's they black would. people. There's uh, gay people. There's mm-hmm. white people. There's Chinese people. There's All Chinese in that people. one scene. Uh, there, there, There's uh, trans people. Don't break yeah. that face, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't hurt him, baby. <laughs> and it's just normal. They're all hanging out together. Right. It's like, it's beautiful, to yeah. be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and they're yelling at the screen, and they're going crazy. Somebody starts playing music. That's too much. Break the uh, jukebox. Show enough comes in. I know somebody could beat you. <laughs> Who's bad enough to be shown up? Who? <laughs> Bruce Leroy, that's who. <laughs> this is going to point at him. Who? And thus the rivalry and, begins. And that's how it begins. Yeah, that's what kicks it off. Is Shonuff wants to fight Bruce Leroy, but right. he yeah. don't uh, he don't care. Right. Bruce Leroy. Like, like, exactly. Right, yeah. Yeah. Man, it, that's just like that's how some altercations happen. Like <laughs> <laughs> it just be about the, the total supremacy of the streets, I guess. Yeah, Who knows? I think I'm the best Monopoly player, and here yeah. comes you. So you know, yeah. you just destroy everything, and then I got a beef. So that's and how it goes. If you do not play me in Monopoly, I will jack up your father's pizza. <laughs> exactly. I will break windows. <laughs> yeah. I will put your brother in a trash can. I will make you kiss my converse. Dang. Mine. Woo! <laughs> kiss That's the thing. It. This movie's so quotable. Yes, it oh is. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and and Time Mac, Mac, who plays Bruce Leroy, bless his heart. He mm-hmm. was 19. He's he was a black belt, but this yes. was his first acting job and mm-hmm. it shows. Yeah. But everybody around him is so animated. Everybody right. is eating like just chewing the scenery up. You got shown enough, yeah. and the other villain in the picture, Eddie Arcadian, yeah, this kicks off man. the other plot, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So show enough wants to fight Bruce Leroy. Then you have Laura Charles. She's basically a VJ, mm-hmm. and she does this video show in New York called Seventh Heaven, right? Mm-hmm. And so Eddie Arcadian has his girlfriend who did her own music video. <laughs> and he wants to get her music video on Laura's show. Why wouldn't he? Right. That's right. the big thing. Uh, so he sends William H. Macy, <laughs> baby William H. Macy, over to talk to her. Like, Laura, this is a very heavy cat that wants to do this show in the most major way. <laughs> and Vanity's like, I am on too much cocaine to talk to you, sir. Uh, <laughs> he wants to. He, he's a dangerous guy. <laughs> he's, a, he's a bad dude, Laura. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not fooling with your your crazy jacket. What is right. this? Yeah. And she she gets her hair teased all out to oblivion, and she mm-hmm. goes out and she does a weird ass song which i love so much that song is weird 
I never say never <laughs> at heaven's elevator door because once you dare, you can't get it up anymore. And her eyes it's are the, so scary. It's <laughs> the it's her voice and the dance moves that gets me. Like what is going on? GP, I'm lightheaded. <laughs> I'm lightheaded. I can't. I love this movie. So, yes, and that is just one of the crazy, crazy songs that are original to this film. It's amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, she's like, nah. Eddie Arcanian's like, okay, you, you want to piss off a gangster? You're going to have to expect some gangster shit. Right. He sends thugs out to get her, right? Mm-hmm. And she screams or whatever, help. And, then you know, Bruce Leroy Big happens boy. to be nearby, kicks all their Every asses. time. Every, Every time. time. He's always just right there, isn't right. he? Right, yeah. Uh, so they eventually succeed in kidnapping her, and he shows up and saves her again. Mm-hmm. And, and then that kicks off Eddie Arcadian's beef with Bruce Leroy. He's mm-hmm. like, I need somebody to tune this motherfucker up so I can give my girl's video on this show. Right. I, it don't Daddy make no damn sense. Box. It don't need to make no damn sense. <laughs> Daddy Box. I found him. I found him. And to think I found him in your suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> so they torture Laura Charles by watching this music video. This is the oh, most man. ass stupid 80s song ever. And, and they meant it to be. <laughs> and I mean, to be two 80s for this movie, yes. you have got a bar to clear. Right. Man. The bar is the opposite of hell. It is man. It is unclearable. But they did it. They yeah. succeeded. They did. And so ultimately, Eddie Arcanian finds a way to make it so Bruce Leroy has to fight Shona. Right. By kidnap, and behold, kidnapping, um, yeah, they kidnap Laura. They they yeah. damsel Laura Charles, which I didn't like. Yeah, like she doesn't get a whole lot to do in this, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. Eddie Arcadian's girlfriend, she shows him off. She's like, "Are you really doing this all for me? I'm doing this all for you." Well, then don't. I don't want you to kill nobody. Right. And he's like, "Shut up, fix your face." <laughs> nobody does this, to Eddie Arcadian. Nobody. And, and 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 he clowns her. He was like, "You just getting by on your tits." You're just some dumb broad. You're replaceable. And she fired. She roasted his ass. She was oh, like, yeah, she you're did. a midget yeah. asshole. You're misguided. You are also from our small hometown. Also getting by on my tits. Fuck you. I'm out. Where are you going? Elocution class. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she warns uh, Bruce Leroy so he can go and save Laura Charles, right? But right. I mean, Bruce Leroy not around. Him. He's still trying to figure out how to get to the next level. Yeah. But he don't know. He don't know. He is the master. Is he, though? Because when he shows up to fight Shonuff, guess who does have the glow? The glow of the final level. The the power to do After Effects animation and blast people in the face with it. That's Shonuff. Shonuff had the hands. His hands literally glow. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah, basically he whoops Bruce Leroy's ass. Mm -hmm. And then he, he has flashbacks to his master. To Laura Charles wanting that D, like talking about you like a mess with me, baby. <laughs> and he realizes that the true power of the the last dragon, the master, yes. was in him all yes. along, and his whole body glows. Yes. And he cracks them knuckles and 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 defeats Shonuff. Mm-hmm. Eddie Arcadium shoots him. He catches bullets with, with his, his teeth. teeth. <laughs> I ain't gonna hit the next line because I would like to uh, not be canceled. But you, you get my point. Yes. <laughs> Um, in please <laughs> in word please there you go <laughs> but I mean again this movie is so dumb and so good at the same time people yes. you need to watch it yes. it's not like The Room The Room is so bad it's good but it's still bad I, I want to do that one next man just that that's like a that's like a hybrid of a 
Call I can't believe I slash I can't believe. Yes, yes. That's a first of its kind right there. Yes. It is. Mm-hmm. It's bridging the gap between two segments. Right. I love this. Mm-hmm. I love this for you guys. Yeah. Call mm-hmm. me back for that one. I'll love okay. to talk about it. I got you. Um, AD don't know what I'm talking about, but yes, he he, yeah. he has to see it. Yeah. No, no, no. It's 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 on YouTube. You can go watch it anytime you want. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's 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 bad, but it's also good. Right. Like it's got heart. It's, it's horrible. A simple story. It's horrible. It's horrible. Uh, I'm not going to defend it, but right. it's still it's got good pace. It flows fast. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not understanding what's happening, you're entertained by just how cartoonishly stupid it is. Right. It's so fun. It's it's another it's another whole bunch of sayings you can say from that whole movie. But anyway, oh, it is so quotable. It's so sincere. That's yeah. what makes a good campy movie mm-hmm. is the sincerity and the passion of the people that making it and just they don't there it's that Dunning-Kruger effect. They're bad at things they don't know they're bad at, so they go at it with full <laughs> right. confidence. Right. But again, there's good the guy that plays Show Enough, the guy mm-hmm. that plays Eddie Arcadian, yeah. um I'm trying to think of who else. The the main henchman, he was really funny. Um, there are a lot of people in this show mm-hmm. that really overact and know what they're in. They know they're in some ridiculous bullshit. And, and that was, it up. that's what's making it great. It's so fun. Yes. And even, even, um, the guy that played Leroy, Leroy yeah. Green, he's like, even though this is his first acting gig, I think just, just his character as like, he, like, he's like a fish out of water in everything. He's got and it's a, meant to be more like in a mysterious but you know artistic way and yeah yeah he's definitely on the spectrum yeah but no he's he's got like Jackie Chan I don't want no trouble energy yes you know what I mean yeah and I think like uh, you know he's he's still around I mean there's a lot of people from this movie unfortunately that passed away but Tom mm-hmm. is still around he's doing really well yes he loves talking about the last dragon mm-hmm. and he's got a really good sense of humor about it. Right, uh, but yeah, it was just you, know, you got to give him some slack. He was right. nineteen; it was yeah. his first acting job. I take and it. He did play a good foil because, <laughs> yeah. show enough, was trying to get a rise out of him out of right. this limp wimp. <laughs> <laughs> this and wimp. it was difficult, and he had yeah. a childlike fascination with Bruce Lee, and it was infectious. Right. Like you really did root for him. So like, like, him like exactly. So, um, would you? Uh, these this is this is one of these movies where I don't want. Any type of remakes, no, 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 no. sequel, no nope. nothing. I don't want no nope. 30, 30 years later, Leroy's son. No, no, no. I it's just possible to make this movie again. Impossible. Leave this alone. Leave, leave it alone. alone. Yeah. Yes. No, no. There's there's that old like hacky saying like, oh, they wouldn't make Blazing Saddles today. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's how time works. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. Sensibilities change. You know what right. I mean? Like. It's, that doesn't negate that Blazing Saddles is a great movie, especially for its time. Mm-hmm. Last Dragon, I would argue, like has less to argue about, you know, being problematic, but it right. is a time capsule. It is. You you just can't hit the same with this movie and no. this material. So make something new. If you want to make a goofy, campy martial arts flick, do it. Just know you're never going to be Last Dragon. It, 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 you nah. don't need to be. You don't need to be. Exactly. You, you, don't don't, need to be. you don't need to be. No. Nah. The fact that it exists and we can go back and watch it anytime we want. I've had right. that DVD for like 20 years. <laughs> I've wore that thing out. Yeah. Um, love this movie to death. Definitely in my top 10 campy films of all time. Mm-hmm. Any Kung Fu head. 
any fan of any kind of black cinema, like you need to go see this. Like mm-hmm. if you don't have this, needs to be in your card. Like yeah, this is like if you haven't seen Coming to America levels of yeah, I will say that too. Yes, yeah, for sure, exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah. You are the last dragon. You possess the power of the glow. <laughs> they got their own theme songs. I love it, man. And it's so hype. It's so hype. Yeah. Man. Oh, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Time to slope down. Slowing it down. Real down. For positive. Positive. Chakra. Yeah. All right, people. So I got a quote for you this week uh, from an author. His name is Terrence Real, and he does books about relationships. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to lay this one on you. It's a little long, but it's worth it. Stick with me. Okay. Self-esteem is your capacity to recognize your worth and value despite your human flaws and weaknesses. Your value as a person isn't earned. It isn't conditional. It can't be added to or subtracted from. Your essential worth is neither greater nor lesser than that of any other human being. It can't be. Self-esteem is about being, not doing. You have worth simply because you're alive. Mm. That was a good one. I think that's important to take to heart. I think a lot of times we measure our worth, especially Mm -hmm. in a capitalist society, based on what we can give back because we are socialized and trained that we are only worth what we can produce because Indeed. that's how our economy is driven, right? Mm-hmm. It's deep into our psychology. That's why boomers work themselves to death because mm-hmm. who are are they if they're not their work? Right. And I'm here to tell you people out here listening, you are worthy because you exist. Full yes. stop, love yourself, lean mm-hmm. into who you are, own it. Yes. Because nobody can be you like you and we need you. Yep. All right, you that's all only you. for today. That's yes, right. yes. All right. That was a good one. Well, thank you, man. Terrence, I can't take credit. Terrence Real is an amazing author. People look him up, especially if you're looking to step up your relationship game. Mm -hmm. Take it from a guy who somehow opened things up and everything was perfect. (laughs) I'm doing something right. Right. Shout out, Terrence. Shout out. Shout out, Terrence Real. All right. MC, if you got any shout outs, yell outs before we head out, let the people do. Okay, well, I'm going to write off of a recent shout-out you guys did, and I'm going to shout my wife out, my partner in crime. Okay. Uh, My wife is crushing it right now. Mm -hmm. She is on track to be in the C-suite in less than two years. Mm. And I've I've been with her through, you know, getting her through that last bit of school, then going back to school for her master's, now pursuing her Ph.D., Mm -hmm. um, being an awesome mother of two, the best partner a guy could ever have. Mm-hmm. Uh, these past 13 years have been the joy of my life, and I've reached, I've reached wholeheartedness mm-hmm. by living life with you. So, thank you. Oh, that's that's so great. <laughs> that is so great. <laughs> and I, I'm not saying that because I left eight or leftovers. It's all from the heart. Um, <laughs> the other thing I want to put you on to, people, yell outs, okay? My brother, my co-host with the co-most, Full Metal Merc, he is still out here getting the deals on video games, comics, toys, collectibles, plushies, 
you name it. Yes. It's nerdy and or video game related. Mm-hmm. Get yourself on down to ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more. Gamer okay? goodies and more. Can we put that link in the description? You think? Oh, yeah. We can't do that. All Jennifer, right. Jennifer, she got it. Jennifer? She got it. Mm-hmm. Get, uh, she got the notes? Okay. Jennifer's on it. Love mm-hmm. her. Uh, so... <laughs> uh, ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more support a black owned business support my best friend yes and get you some good deals put him on to what you're looking for right. he's out here every day in these streets mm-hmm. hunting into the bottom of goodwill bins and the dark corners of the world for you for you okay? get, get you these deals yeah i've gotten such obscure hard to get amiibos and other collectibles that i like Thanks to this man, and I want to spread the good word. Right, you better get him while he's gone too, because I wanted a Ninja Turtles from him, and it was gone like like in two hours. I was like, dang, hotcakes, hotcakes, hotcakes. I'm saying, hook back up with him, send him a message, put him on. If you're looking for something, you know, he the chances are he can keep an eye out, and within a few weeks, maybe even have it for you. So mm-hmm. who knows? If he doesn't already have it, you know what I mean? Yeah, huge inventory, huge inventory. Yeah. Uh, all right, that, that, I think that's it for me for yellouts. Uh, one last yellout, though. You okay. and AD, uh, love that you do what you do, that you're still doing what you're doing, uh, bringing it every week, uh, mm-hmm. and I appreciate you guys. Oh, man, thank you, man. Yeah. Uh, 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 don't make me cry on the podcast. My emotions. It's changing me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yell out to Civil Disobedience. Civil Disobedience is a crew. Well, we had game night at my house for the first time. Yeah. I'm sure AD going to talk about it on the next episode because uh, he's been wanting to come to my house for the last, you know, ever since I got it. So, yes, shout out to Civil Disobedience. Great night at game night. We got to do it again. And shout out to the listeners. Thank you for listening. Thank you, MC Paperstacks, for being on the show as well. You are very welcome. We got to get down to Houston. Yes. H Town. Oh, vice versa. Yes. Yeah. That's. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right. It's going to yeah. happen. It's going to happen eventually. It's yeah. going to happen. We're mm-hmm. going to get on down there and hang out with you guys for yeah. sure. Yeah. Right, yeah. No. No. Thank you for having we, me. Who we should honor. do a we should do a whole uh, uh, player to call like I don't see it. Look at the room. <laughs> the yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah no yeah. yes because some this. some some of us don't know about the room and when they look at it they're like they're they gonna be either mad <laughs> or happy yeah. so i don't know yeah we so. should do like watch along commentary that people can listen to while they watch the film right we, yeah that would be great that'd or, be like, cool podcast afterwards i'd be i'd love that i would love yeah. that mm-hmm. yeah. that'd be cool jennifer jennifer jot that down please yeah, yeah. thank you <laughs> As you, you can see i'm being a lot more i'm, I'm tempered with jennifer like last time i was yeah. a little too hype yeah, yeah, yeah. Jennifer. We talked. Yeah. She was, she was, she was like, "Why is he hype?" And I was like, yeah, trying yeah. to, Why trying to come. Like he that? was happy. He was on the show to the friend. I was trying to explain to her, you know. Yeah, you know. I was excited. I was right. Excited. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. People be excited. big fan. Big yeah. fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, people. Listen, folks. That's just what we do. And now it's time for us to pay some dues, so we will catch you all on the flippity flop. Peace. Deuces. Bye. Thank you.
Oh!